0: Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com. Forward slash K Kersey, And you're always welcome to stop in at four eighty East Northfield Drive, suite three hundred in Brownsburg.
2: Hey Hendricks County, this is Radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabaz, the editor and publisher of indiepolitics.org. It's the place where smart hoosiers
3: The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall.
0: Welcome into to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Big show ahead. We've got not one, but two great guests. We're going to get things started with former Indiana Pacer and NBA star Scott Pollard talking about the state of the blue and gold and what would he do to get things back on the right track. By the way, Scott Pollard would be a great guy to run the Indiana Pacers. Hey, Simons, if you're listening... Scott Pollard, great guy to run the Indiana Pacers. Also, we'll speak with Jim Grimes, who declared his candidacy for the Sheriff of Marion County, an election that will be taking place in 2018. We'll talk about some of the big law enforcement issues facing Marion County. That's up in just a little bit, but first, here's my conversation with former Indiana Pacer, Scott Pollard. Speaking with our good friend, the great Scott Pollard. Scott, are you the Pacers GM yet?
4: <laughs> no, but uh, that's a, that's a fun question.
0: What I to... wouldn't mind uh, getting my feet wet. So, what happened to the Pacers this year, in particular? What happened with that disaster against Cleveland?
4: Well, what happened to the Pacers this year has been happening to them every year. They they can't seem to find the magic uh, combination. Whether it's uh, and I'm talking long term here, you know, whether it's coaching or uh, roster. Uh, they they haven't really I mean they've had some injuries but nothing major besides Paul George's you know major injury a couple years ago but he's back and healthy uh, so nobody could blame their 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 postseason aspirations falling when when during that season but uh, the rest of the years and, and I'm talking again long term in the last ten years or so they haven't been able to find a combination that that has got had had any meaningful playoff run so. Um, it's just more of the same. And this year was no different. Going against Cleveland, I mean, come on, the, the better team won. The, 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 that, that wasn't a surprise, I don't think, to anybody that, that Cleveland ended up winning that series. It's, it's, they're the best team in the East. Uh, so long-term, it's more of the same. Short-term, Cleveland's the best team right now.
0: So when they had the disastrous collapse against Cleveland, we had the game on, I was on WIBC that night, and we had the game on with the sound off, and I told the producer about midway through the third, I said, they're going to lose. And he said, oh, no, you're overreacting. As a player, is there a point where even when you have these big leads, you go, uh, this is just getting out of, out of hand for us. We, we can't stop it.
4: it. It's a closing mentality, and I've been on a lot of really good teams that, that even those teams didn't end up closing it out. And it when it's when it's literally win in advance or lose and go home uh even when you have a lead in a series, you can as a as a team uh, the mentality can shift and it it's it is disastrous uh when when a when a team for whatever reason uh whether one player Disappears and uh, or has a bad game or, or skips a practice or a shootaround or uh, or is late for the bus or, or you know gets in trouble doing something on their personal time and uh, you know is a, is a distraction or says something in the media that's that's that kills your team mentality your team chemistry and and says oh it's, you know whatever it's, it's billboard material for the other team uh, when you have chemistry issues for whatever reason you can easily start pointing fingers at teammates and and I think that as much as anything yeah momentum went to cleveland's direction for sure but a team that is together a team that is, is solid in the locker room and and genuinely believes in each other and and believes in the goal of, of winning a championship they pull together and they stop that run and they put that team down there when you've got a lead like that you keep it and and there are a lot of distractions and there's a lot of personalities and a lot of factors that go into that. And, and the bottom line is the team that has the, the, the most common interest, the most uh, together mentality, is the team that ends up being victorious.
0: guess former Indiana Pacers, Scott Pollard. All right, you're the GM of the Pacers, which, God, that would be so great if you were the GM of the Pacers. But are you keeping Paul George?
4: No. I, I, look, as I just said, they've been doing the same thing for about 10 years. And they haven't made any meaningful playoff runs. So it's, it, it's really time to shake things up. It's, I might even clear out the whole roster and start over. I, yeah, that sounds drastic and immature maybe to some people. But do you like celebrating mediocrity here? In, in the Hoosiers just think, oh, well, Larry's in charge, so we'll just go ahead and believe what he's doing. Even Larry stepped down because it wasn't being successful. And what did he do? He hired yet another person from within. And Kevin Pritchard. And I like Kevin. I've known Kevin since I was in college. He went to. This, we have the same alma mater in Kansas. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with Kevin. Kevin is, the, is going to be good for the, for the Pacers. So, but, but if I'm the GM, I'm literally going to shake things up. I am going to change the direction of the franchise uh, by getting all new coaches or all new roster or something. To really change uh, the mentality of, of the franchise and the expectations of the franchise, you can't do it uh, one piece at a time uh, when when you're keep doing well what's that old phrase the, the, the definition of lunacy is, is doing the same thing and expecting different results. I believe that's what the pacers are doing, so I would switch things up. I would. Either keep this, the, this coaching staff, and I, I, you know, I'd interview all of them and say, hey, what's, what's your plan? What do you want to do? What kind of roster do you need? I'll put that roster on the, on the court for you and go from there. Or keep the same roster, get a new coaching staff that can come in and say, all right, I can take this roster. Can you shuffle a couple of these pieces? Something's got to be drastically different, or the Pacers are going to stay the same. So if, if I'm the GM, I'm getting rid of Paul George not because I don't like him, not because he's not a great player. He is both of those things. He's a great person. He's a great player. I like Paul George a lot, but that guy being the franchise player for the Pacers hasn't worked for his whole career, so it's time to switch and either make it Miles Turner and build around that or blow up the roster completely. Really make some major changes. Keep a couple of the role players, the guys that that people love here in town, but get some new superstars in here uh, and, and really switch things up. That's That's the only way to get better or get worse really quick. But staying the same is not what's happened for the Pacers. It's not been successful for the Pacers in a decade. So it's really time to shake things up.
0: Scott, there's a rumor out there that local guy Gordon Hayward from right here in beautiful Brownsburg, the pride and joy of Brownsburg, Indiana, might be interested in coming to Indiana. If you could get a guy like that, does that change your mindset at all?
4: Absolutely, and, it, and to get a guy like that, you're going to give up somebody big, and that's, but the problem is Paul George isn't going to Utah, <laughs> so that, that would require some finagling, and there's a, there's a whole lot of guys, myself included, that didn't want to play for the Utah Jazz and still don't want to play for the Utah Jazz. For me, it was a personal thing. I, grew, I was born there. i raised part of my childhood there. I'm related to most people in that state. My entire family is Mormon. Uh, So for me, to be drafted by the Jazz, which was a possibility when I was coming out of college, I told them flat out, I said, I don't want to go to the Jazz, no offense, I love the organization, they do a great job, but for me, it was just that I could fill the arena with 17,000 family members and friends (laughs) every single night and still make a lot of people upset, and I just didn't want to have to deal with that with my personal life, but anyway, uh, there are some people that just would love to go play for the Jazz, and and if I wasn't a Mormon, and uh, raised a Mormon, I'm not a Mormon anymore, but... If I wasn't raised a Mormon and and had that personal connection, it's a great organization. It's a great city. I I would absolutely love to live in Salt Lake and and, uh, raise my family there and and all that kind of stuff. And and the organization, from Larry Miller to now the current owners, uh, has been a great organization to play for. Uh, But, you know, uh, for, for Gordon Haywood to come over here, it's going to require some of the Pacers to give something big up and if it's Paul George, great, but it's going to have to be a three-team trade because Paul won't go to Utah. He wants to go to L.A. Everybody knows it and they should stop acting like it's a secret.
0: So what was the deal with Bird? Because Bird, obviously, was one of the great basketball players, was a good coach. Was, was, was he just not able to transfer that over to the front office or what happened with Larry Bird and the Pacers?
4: I think he did very well in the front office. Early on, obviously, when he was a coach, They got to the finals. Then he goes into the front office, and uh, when I was playing for the team, we got uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals and and had the best record in the league. We were one brawl short uh, of maybe winning an NBA championship. So I think he was doing things the right way. But in his his own pattern of saying, oh, I'm only going to coach for three years, he maybe should have gotten out of the front office after three years or uh, maybe graduated from Donnie Walsh. Another, and, and, and literally, if I was a GM, I would want Donnie Walsh right by me as well. He, one of the greatest basketball minds in the history of basketball. Donnie Walsh is a genius. But, again, in the, in the mindset of switching things up, shaking things up, it's like, okay, and, I, and I'm using Bird's formula here. It didn't work for coaching in three years. It didn't work for being the president of basketball for three years, in three years. So, by your own rules, wouldn't you step aside At that point, instead of this this 10-year run of doing kind of the same thing, hiring from within, firing coaches every three or four years, not firing or letting them go, whichever you want to say, you know, it's it's different between not renewing Vogel's contract and and letting him go or or firing him. He didn't fire him, so um, it, it just I don't think anything went wrong for Larry Bird. I just don't think it went right. He didn't get the right player in the right spot or the right staff with the right roster and those are things that that sometimes come together magically like they have for the Spurs and I always compare uh, the Pacers to other small market teams. You can't compare compare the Spurs to to the Lakers or the Celtics or the Knicks because they just don't have the the money to keep up with those type of teams Uh, roster wise.
0: Winding up our time with former Indiana Pacer Scott Pollard, you tweeted this out and it got a lot of reaction on Twitter. Would you seriously be interested in a front office job? Because your mentality to me is what the Pacers need right now.
4: Well, as i said, I I live right up the road. Uh, I absolutely would would love a front office job. Um, Coaching is something that that requires such a time commitment uh, with my young family. You know, I, I would consider it, obviously, but nobody's really offered But a front office job, I could absolutely come in and and be a guy that that would give a fresh perspective uh, to Kevin Pritchard, Uh, learn a little bit myself, obviously, uh, about the front office side of things. I see the basketball side of things, but the front office side, you know, I don't know the contract status of the guys on the team. And I could learn some things about trades and and the the salary cap rules, all that kind of stuff, because it has changed quite a bit since I was a player. Um, But yeah, I would absolutely go in and work with Kevin. And uh, be another voice in his ear, along with Donnie and 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 Larry, who he's uh, publicly stated will still be in his ear and and on his Rolodex. Uh, I don't even know what kids know what Rolodex is anymore.
1: <laughs> in his phone. <laughs> uh,
4: yes, I, this is the short answer. I, I would love the opportunity uh, to to be in uh, in a front office and and uh, try to try to make the Pacers. Uh, into a, a, a team that the, the fans here that are so passionate about this team and that want this team to be successful uh, to try to knock that door down as my college coach would always say we got to knock that championship door down and one of these days we're going to do it and I, you know living in Indiana for so long now uh, it only seems fitting that I should uh, be a part of this uh, franchise in a bigger role and and, and uh, try to help them win uh, that knock that door down and get a ring in the, in the Pacers uh, uh,
0: collection well, I think that would be so awesome. I want to close with this: is the biggest concern from the Simon family about blowing this team up that Indiana becomes a tumbleweed town where people vacate, and we have those empty arenas like we did during those bleak years in the, in the late '80s for the Pacers.
4: Well, it's been forty years since then, um, and, and if you look at uh, the Washington Wizards before Game Four, there was what five thousand people in the stands before Game Four <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think that they have to worry about that right away. You blow up a roster and you start over with this backing that the organization, this franchise has in this state. There's, it's not Washington, D.C. There's not, no offense Hoosiers, but there's not a whole lot else to do in Indianapolis. There's the Colts and the Pacers. You don't have 15 different professional options within an hour's drive like you do, say, in, in Southern California or in our nation's capital or wherever. And it's an indoor city in the middle of the winter. So there's not like it's the south where people go, eh, I'm not going to go sit and watch the Miami Heat. I'm going to go to the beach. So um, it's, it would take a lot of losing, I think, to lose the fan base. And I, I think that that's a risk that the Pacers should take at this point, or at least consider uh, maybe if we blow this up and we have a losing season and have no chances of, at the playoffs, it will be better for us in the long run because then we can actually build some, some cap room and some, some draft picks and really get this team to the next level and get ourselves into a playoff run that is meaningful as opposed to, well, we scraped into the first round and got beat again. That's celebrating mediocrity, and I don't think that's what the Pacers fans want. I think you lose more fans doing that consistently for 10 years than you do having one bad year or two bad years, like really bad years, and then all of a sudden you are bam 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 we have two superstars or three superstars potentially uh or we have one or two great superstars and a bunch of role players because that's more realistic in a small market uh because you can afford that uh, like the spurs and you can develop a, a mentality and, and then you can keep your coach for 10 years or 12 years or 15 years like the utah jazz did with jerry sloan like have done with Greg Popovich you can keep your front office intact you keep those things together once you get to that level because you have built a, a tradition of excellence and that's what the Pacers need to do they gotta you, in my opinion they've gotta get down before they can get up because this uh, this treading water as it seems to have been doing for the last 10 years I, I think you lose more fans that way than you do if you, you have a couple down years and you get back up I'm sorry for repeating myself but uh I think the Pacers
0: need to, to shake things up a bit. Scott, where can people find your musings? They're so wonderful, best part of my day.
4: Uh, Scott Pollard31, 1P, and that's on Twitter. And then uh, on Instagram, that's more you know photos of my kids and my cat. Oh, my cat's two today. Happy <laughs> birthday to my cat, Monkey.
5: <laughs> and,
4: uh, but Scott Pollard31 on Twitter is, is probably the best place to catch up to me.
0: Scott, thanks for everything. Keep up the great work, and let's get you in the front office with those Pacers
4: all right well you go make some phone calls and get that done
0: that was former indiana pacer scott pollard and you know we we kid about this but i i, I am i am serious a guy like a scott pollard is what the pacers need around 24 7 hard-nosed guy doesn't take any guff they can really teach these guys how to play defense out of box out but if you look at A lot of what happened to the Pacers, especially in the playoffs, and it was really a theme all year long. Just bad fundamentals really cost them down the stretch. Things like not playing defense, not boxing out. Scott Pollard, throughout his entire career with the Pacers and everywhere else, was a very, very tough, hard-nosed player who made his living uh, doing things other people didn't want to do, and I think he'd be a great addition to the Pacers. Up next... Jim Grimes, he has declared his candidacy for Marion County Sheriff. We will talk about public safety in Marion County and what he plans to do to make it better. You're listening to Central Indiana Today.
6: Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page.
0: Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415 415- 415 231-3871. That's 415-231-3871.
7: This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday 12 30 to 9
5: progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana
0: Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Special thanks to former Indiana Pacer Scott Pollard taking a few moments to tell us about the state of the blue and gold. Always an entertaining guy. Up next on the program, Jim Grimes. He has declared his uh, candidacy to become the next sheriff of Marion County. That's an election that will be taking place in 2018. Sit down for a wide-ranging interview, talk about a bunch of different issues that are facing Marion County as it relates to law enforcement Here's that conversation. All right, Rob Kendall speaking with Jim Grimes. He just announced he is going to run for Sheriff of Marion County. Jim, how you doing?
3: Fine. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing just great. Uh, what would possess someone to want to be the Sheriff of Marion County? That seems like a totally thankless job.
3: I wouldn't say thankless, but it's definitely going to be a challenging and hopefully very rewarding job.
0: All right, give us a little bit of your background, because you have a lifetime in law enforcement.
3: Well, I've been in law enforcement, especially in Marion County, for the last eight years. I'm a sergeant with the Marion County Sheriff's Office now, overseeing some of the courts. And I've done a lot of nonprofit work for sheriff's departments here and in California.
0: Sounds like a pretty good job. Why would you want to ruin it by being in elected office?
3: (laughs) Well, it goes back to a promise I made to a bunch of people a few years ago, and that was in regards to trying to change the climate at the sheriff's office and the direction of the sheriff's office and i was doing that through i'm president of the sheriff's union which is a labor council actually and now the next step is to actually try to work from it from the elected official
0: so take us through what the sheriff does. Now, that may sound like a stupid question, and maybe it is, but the average person might say, what does the sheriff do specifically in Marion County?
3: Well, the sheriff in Marion County has uh, five major uh, areas that he's in charge of. One is definitely security of all the buildings, uh, sex offenders, the courts, uh, civil warrants, and the jail.
0: And the jail's the big one, right? The
3: jail is the big one.
0: All right, so take us through where we're at. With Let's just start with the jail in Marion County, because we hear about this all the time, about space, about inmates, about judges making different rulings. Where are we at with our jail in Marion County?
3: Well, from what I can gather and listening to the city council and the sheriff and other individuals, the jail, the new Justice Center, if that's what we're going to talk about, the new Justice Center, the plans are still preliminary. Uh, There is a vote coming before the city council to spend some money to further on the study. And then next year, sometime next year, there should be a vote on re- whether they're actually going to put the new justice center out at the Oak Coke plant.
0: How do you feel about the justice center? are you in favor of a new one? If so, are the plans currently in place? Are they good enough?
3: Well, I'm torn in a couple of different directions. Uh, we definitely need a new justice center or a jail uh, in regards to space. Uh, modernization staffing things along that lines a new gel we're 30 years overdue do you need one out at the coke plant i don't believe so uh the coke plant i think has a few issues with it a lot of it is um uh, you you're going to have some remediation issues i believe and you're moving things out of downtown where the city state county has spent millions, if not billions, of dollars to bring more people downtown. Now we're going to move it out of downtown. Jobs will be moved. You have a lot of young professionals moving downtown. Uh, what are you going to do with the lawyers? What are you going to do with the support staff? Things along that line.
0: Yeah, because people kind of build their business, especially in the law field. Attorneys build their business around where the jail's is at because that's where the people are going to need bail out, uh, Absolutely
3: right? true, and that's what uh, – and it's not that the Coke uh, site is the worst site, but for me, there are a few sites downtown that you build up. You build the jail up. You, there's a In construction, it's usually cheaper to build up than out. The Coke plant, the, at least the plans I've seen, um, by all means, I haven't been privy to all of them, but this, it's going to be a, a spread out over that site which usually increases your cost. You have brownfield or possibly brownfield remediation that you're going to have to do. And if you don't dig far enough down to remediate that soil, you might get some vapor permutations five years down the road. Now your jail is going to have other issues. Uh, if you don't build the jail, the courts, and the support buildings all at the same time, now you got other issues as far as you're going to have a new jail, but then you're going to have transportation issues if the courts aren't built at the same time.
0: Good our guest Jim Grimes announcing today he's going to run for the sheriff of Marion County in 2018. We hear these sirens in the background, and that's quite common in Marion County these days. It's, <laughs> a, it's a, a lot of people consider it a dangerous place to be right now. How does the sheriff's office work with IMPD to try to solve a lot of these violent crimes?
3: Well. Stop them. I'm big on engagement, and I think we've missed a lot of opportunities. We've lost a generation of uh, misspent monies, misspent opportunities. The sheriff's office could step step up a lot more engagement into the community and in cooperations with impd and other law enforcement agencies i'm big on putting the sheriff substations around the city uh, try to engage the youth as much as possible when you start doing that you're spending money up front but ten thousand dollars spent up front is better than $100,000 incarcerating someone. Yeah,
0: you got to spend some money to make some money, right?
3: Yes. That, it's the old business. I, I'm a businessman, and it's the old business propositions or model that you're looking at is if I want this end result, I might have to spend some money up front. I don't think we've done that to the degree that I think we could, and that's going to be a big crux of our campaign between taking over uh, mobile mental health Units is what we're going to be uh, looking at. We're looking at more youth centers. We're looking at more.
0: Uh, you got to get out to these guys quick, though, right? I mean, it's like an epidemic out there of people shooting yes. at each other, and maybe even more importantly than that, shooting at police officers.
3: Yeah, and what you've got now is, for the last twenty years, you've uh, this has fostered, this has been festering. Now you can't put band aids on it. Now it's going to, and it, it will take some time. I will be perfectly honest with anyone that asks me, you are not going to solve this in a year or two years. You're, you've got to do a multi-step probe or multi-step approach. And that's where you have to get to the youth right now. And I'm talking six, seven, eight, nine year olds. Then you have to have a program set up for the teens that you might've missed. Then you're going to have to set up these low-level offenders. Okay, do we, instead of someone has a, arresting arrest them, can you give them a citation? Stop clogging the jails. Let's go after the really violent or habitual offenders and so forth.
0: Jim is one of the other issues, and we, we've talked with people about this on this program before. Where if you've been convicted of a felony, it's really hard to get a job, and it's really hard to readapt into society, including people who want to do it. And so they're ultimately left not to say they have no choice, but to. But it's easier to go back to a life of crime than try to adapt into society because it's really hard to find a job.
3: Oh, I can't agree more. It's if you are a, if you have a felony on your record, it's very very hard to get a a decent paying job and if you have uh your education is lacking in some areas now you even made it more difficult the problem or one of the answers that we have is i like to work with some of the unions uh carpenters union has an excellent training program there are some and these things are free they want people into their trades well why aren't we trying to get these people into those trades i am by far uh fiscally conservative but when you start looking at money side of this if we we are trying to spin our way out of this and we cannot do
0: it i guess jim grimes he's announced he's going to run for marion county sheriff you started a registration disadvantage as a republican how do you overcome that because the city the city the county they've elected republican mayors many times so it can be done what's the key to being a republican and getting elected in marion county
3: well i think one you have to have a dream and you have to have a message and you have to be able to get that out. And our dream is that we need to wipe this slate clean. We need to reevaluate everything that we do and not be afraid of saying, we don't need this, these people over here or this building over here. We need to have no fear and leave nothing off the table. On that token or on that message, You have to get out and talk to people. And when I say talk to people, I mean you really have to talk to people. You have to listen. You have to engage. I was just at a meeting uh, event recently and talking to a gentleman. He's probably about 30-ish. It was the first time any politician had ever talked to him. And when I say politician, I prefer statesman because I'm (laughs) hopefully not a (laughs) true politician yet. But here you are. If it's taken 10 years of his life for someone to talk to him, now that person is volunteering. He liked what we had. He liked our message. He liked what we said. And I think if you're sincere and honest, you can go a long ways. This county tends to vote Democrat. And I think one of the reasons why is because they have done a better job of getting out and talking to people. And that is our fault on the Republican side on my side that's not
0: going to happen you you've run for public office before what'd you learn from that and how is it going to help you be a better candidate for sheriff
3: well I think uh the campaign that we ran before we tried to do a few of those type of things but we did not have the volunteer base that we thought we should have had and also on my sometimes you have to own it and I it's on my shoulders I need to get out and make sure that we're shaking the hands and talking to the right people. And when I say the right people, I mean the voters. I don't necessarily mean the establishment because the establishment's going to do what it's going to do. I mean you need to talk to the average person on the street and say, "Hey, do you want more do you want less crime? Do you want more taxes?" Well, if you don't want more taxes, how do we stop that? And these things is the basis of our or the structure of our campaign
0: yeah the average person would hear that and say what do you campaign on when you're running for sheriff because like if you're running for state house or city council you could say hey we're we're, uh, for mass transit or i'm for tax reform or for allocating more money to streets or whatever what do you campaign on as a sheriff
3: well i think well public safety is always job one and even with the sheriff in our marion county you look at public safety as job one when we merged back in 2007, that, in our opinion, that stripped a lot of what could be done by the sheriff in Marion County. And we are going to look at demerging.
0: Yeah, so let's get to that. That's the big topic, and you just stepped in it, uh, or stepped onto it. <laughs> I didn't, you didn't step in it. You stepped <laughs> onto it. Thank <laughs> you for teeing it up for me. Uh, did, Not a problem. How do you feel about The demergers you said between IMPD and the Marion County Sheriff's Office.
3: Well, I think it needs to be reversed. What you've got is you've got a lot of still duplication of certain parts of both of law enforcement, but you've I think you've done a disservice to the citizens of Marion County. Marion County Sheriff was one of the premier law enforcement agencies in the country, and now it's not and that's just being flat out straight on us and i think if you demerge you're going to save millions of dollars and those monies can go to possibly let's write let's put grants to the coalitions that are really active that are very active let's see what we can do with sheriff substations and you don't even have to raise any more money you don't have to raise taxes you don't have to do anything Let's just spend the money we have and spend it more efficiently. We're, everyone wants public safety. That's true. How do you get there? And I think you can get there by being more engaging into the community and spending the money you have wisely.
0: Ten-point coalition. You, you kind of touched on the coalitions. Obviously, yes. they're, they're kind of the leaders out there. Yes. How do you mobilize those people? How do you utilize them to help public safety?
3: Well, you bring them into the fold. You definitely, you say uh, ten-point coalition. What do you need from us as a sheriff of Marion County? they may County, be able to do a
0: better job at it than you guys.
3: You know, they're, they're on the ground. They have the feet, so, and they have the knowledge. How can we share that knowledge? How can we help you? Do you need deputies? Do you know of something coming up? Do you uh, have a night that you would like for us to be out there? How can we be part of your organization to help protect the citizens of Marion County?
0: Right, if people want to know more about Jim Grimes for sheriff. How do they go about doing that?
3: We do have a website, and we also have a Facebook page going out. We just announced, and we're really excited about that. And by all means, there a lot of people find me on my private web page or private Facebook page. And I believe the well,
0: so we'll have opportunities, right?
3: We'll definitely have opportunities.
0: Okay. All right. In the meantime. Keep up the good work. Not a problem. I'm glad you're I running again. It. I'm glad you're running again. Yes,
3: it's um, it's cool. we're going to have a good time, and we're going to engage a lot of people out here. We're really going to make this an exciting campaign. It's going to be very positive.
0: Jim, thanks for being with us, and uh, good luck. Thank you, Rob. That was Jim Grimes, and that'll be a very interesting race to watch. That race for Sheriff of Marion County coming up in 2018. We'll take a quick break. More on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today.
8: You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website,
0: impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our two great guests today, former Indiana Pacer Scott Pollard and Jim Grimes, who is running for sheriff of Marion County in 2018. Don't forget, if you missed any part of either interview, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today, and you can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on
3: 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group.
0: Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415 415- 415 231 3871
2: That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of indiepolitics.org It's the place where smart Hoosiers
6: Hi, this is Billy Joe with 3 Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At 3 Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. 3 Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page.
7: This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9,
5: progress reports, in monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033.
0: The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring?
8: Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders.
0: Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.